The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother does something wrong, go and have it out with him alone between your two selves. If he listens to you, you have won back your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you. The evidence of two or three witnesses is required to sustain any charge. But if he refuses to listen to these, report it to the community. And if he refuses to listen to the community, treat him like a pagan or a tax collector. I tell you solemnly, whatever you bind on earth shall be considered bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be considered loosed in heaven. I tell you solemnly once again, if two of you on earth agree to ask anything at all, it will be granted to you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three meet in my name, I shall be there with them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, as I said, we heard the last parts of Moses' walk with God, a very intimate walk. And it's a, it's a beautiful insight into what happens in an intimate relationship with God. It's kind of ironic. It's sort of no wonder that we keep on the edges of it because Moses's life did not get easier and easier the closer he got to God. In fact, it was a very difficult task that Moses had as Israel's mediator, as Israel's chief prophet. And if that wasn't hard enough on its own, he didn't even end up getting to the destination that he was drawing them to. He had to look over the horizon and he'd say, go ahead, Israel, you run over there and I'll be just behind you. And there's a curious thing here. It says he died there and, and it says he buried him. It's like, who buried him? God? It's curious, isn't it? I don't know if there's a tradition around the actual burial of Moses, but I'll have to look into it. Pretty curious because, because it is obviously a mystery. Like they don't know where his, his remains are. There's, there's a whole, there is a tradition obviously around the remains of Moses, but, but just that uh, ominous way of describing his burial is very, sort of tickles the imagination. Anyway, as I was sitting with this and the gospel together, this, this idea of being face to face with the ones we love, the ones we journey with, and of course with God came to mind. And I think there's something to meditate on here as people of prayer. And not only as individual people of prayer, of course we pray on our own and we have our own journey and our own cross to carry and all of that. But also, thank God, we exist as a corporate people. We're members of a single body, which means we pray in unison oftentimes. We carry things in unison oftentimes, even if we don't really understand it. All of our burdens are being shared in this moment in a privileged way. Suddenly they're all lighter, aren't they, when we gather together. When we gather in his name, he's certainly here in a powerful way. So I want to leave us with this thought. I remember in the seminary I was reading, um, we had to read the work of, I think it was Levinas, who I believe was a Jewish philosopher. And he was talking about the, I think he called it the epiphany of the face. He said the human face is such a kind of grand thing. You can sit and study a person's face for an eternity. Like, think of the way we just sort of dote over babies, and they might not even be doing anything. <laughs> you know, they're sleeping in their crib, and we're, um, you know, very, very meticulously studying their expressions and their little changes of, of whatever. Oh, their cheeks are a little bit red, you know, get, go get them some water, whatever. 
So there's something about beholding the face. So much is revealed in the face. There's a challenge there. We're meant to come face to face with everyone, with God and with neighbor. In a sense, the twofold commandment can't be fulfilled if we don't eventually come face to face with each other and, and with God. Because facing them is loving them. Even if it includes maybe gentle words of reprimand, gentle words of keeping them accountable and being kept accountable, things like that. Even confrontation is hopefully done in love. We don't love those who are going astray by avoiding them, but by maybe jumping in their road and saying, hey, let's have a little face-to-face -face encounter here. Let's make sure we're headed in the right direction. So as we continue our journey as a people participating in the reconciling action of God, let's strive maybe today and always to not fear the face-to-face -face intimacy that he's drawing us into. We're called to behold each other very, very deeply, especially while we're in prayer here. And we're called certainly to behold Christ, in whom is seen the Father's glory and in whom all things are seen. Think of Moses surveying all of the land from that mountaintop. Well, we're surveying all of time and space when we come before Jesus, our Lord.